You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The other day, Alan and the three of us in the production team who helped put together Clear and Vivid were sitting around a table at his apartment. We thought it would be fun to let you have a look backstage at our, our show, Clear and Vivid, and meet the people who put the show together. Uh, for instance, my longtime friend and collaborator, Graham Chedd. Graham and I worked together over 25 years ago, putting together the Scientific American Frontiers television show. And Graham has been working with us on teaching communication and exploring that subject ever since. Hi, Graham. Hi, Alan, again, after 25 years. <laughs> yes. It's so great that we're still doing this. I know, isn't, isn't it great? It, isn't it fun? And it's interesting that we discovered the way to do this show before we ever knew there was going to be a clear and vivid because the way we did Scientific American Frontiers was something that we discovered uh, kind of by accident. It was your uh, uh, brilliant conversational skills that okay, we discovered. Okay, you said brilliant. That's all you have to say. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to qualify it, but I'm not oh, allowed well, to write. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about my brilliant skills? Well, they skills? were brilliant, but you, know, you would sometimes go off on wonderful tangents. Yeah, Which were a lot of fun, but unfortunately, if I was trying to make an hour television show with, you know, six different stories in, I would have to cut out a lot of the tangents. I know. And now, and now what's so nice about this is you can be as tangential as tangential, tangential as yeah. you wish. Yes. Well, but you still cut out some stuff, which is good because sometimes we repeat ourselves. What we do about almost an hour of a conversation at a time, and you, you bring it down to about 40 or 45 minutes. Yeah, well, a lot of it is your throat clearing I'm cutting Yeah, out. I, do, <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, but the nice thing is that what we discovered in the Doing Frontiers is that um, often the tangential, I can't say that, the, 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 the stuff you did that wasn't supposed to be done yes. uh, turned out to be really good. And then I would find a way of incorporating that into, into the show. Instead of having a strict script, which we all insisted we all stuck to, yeah. I was able to cherry pick through the, your conversations, find all the marvelous moments and put those together into the, into the, into and the show. And as you said, I didn't go in with a list of questions. At least that's that's what we evolved to. In the, yeah, in the beginning. I remember the first the first couple we did, we would give you extensive briefings, yeah, um, and you know strict guidelines as to what you were to talk about, and you just hated it. 
Just I hated did, him. I didn't want to ask a question I wasn't interested in hearing the answer to. I know. It was a major problem for me because often there would be a question I'd be dying for you to ask, and I would have to try to find a way of putting it into your head without actually quoting the question. Right. Because you, you, if I did, you would say, oh, ah. Oh. Uh, well, I, I've got to find a way of saying that my own way now. Yeah, not only my own way. It was caring about it, caring about the question. Because that's, I think, what makes a good conversation is real curiosity on both sides. And the funny thing is, having worked together on this over the years, together, you and I, I find when I go into a conversation at a dinner table with the person next to me who I often have never met before, it's not awkward because I'm applying the same principles. Let me introduce our, our associate producer, Sarah Chase, who also has a very powerful position in this little company that we started called All the Communication Training, the acronym of which is ACT. <laughs> you got to be emphatic when you say ACT. And Sarah is a whiz at business, but it turns out you're also a whiz at reading commercials. I love to hear the way you read the ads on our podcast. Oh, I've been having a lot of fun with them too. It's it's kind of, you, you have to really think about what in the ad the, the, the listener is going to find interesting. And sometimes the ad copy we get is not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? Do you rewrite it or do you go back to them and ask them for changes or what? Uh, we, we we write it on the spot. John Delore, who uh, works in the in the studio with us, um, we we kind of go through it really quickly, do a quick read through, and then I take out the words that I have a really hard time pronouncing, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then we'll we'll rewrite or personalize a little bit of it so that there's a relatable point to the podcast and then also to the to the audience. What's nice about podcast commercials, which I hadn't realized, is that they are much more free form. I mean, can you oh, imagine yeah. a 30-second commercial on television, how many people have to go over every single word of that copy, yeah. checking, rechecking, arguing about it? And here, Sarah can just say, oh, I think I'm going to say this. It's great. It's another example of what we do, Communicate, what you do, communicating which is communicating through, you know, through trying to relate to the audience, understanding what the audience wants, and using improvisation. Right. Yeah, and the, the advertisers who send us over the copy really do. I mean, you'll you'll get a whole piece of it that's that's just okay. Write your own narrative here, and you you make it up on the on the spot basically about whatever's going to be in the in the next episode. Um, it's more like the early days of radio when there was really no sort of set guidelines for everything, and you can have a little bit more fun with it. And um, and it, 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 I find it very, just kind of very freeing. And it is more in the use of the improv that we have. And we uh, we get to try out some of the things that we have from the advertisers. Um, so one of them, one of them was a mattress company, and they kept trying. You tried to, out the mattress. Well, they, they kept trying to send it. <laughs> what, what they send it over to the office? <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to, and I was like, "But well, we just bought a new mattress," and they're like, "Well, but but we have a great one." <laughs> Like, where am I going to put it? <laughs> I, I don't understand. They sent you a mattress? or they, they did try. They did ask us if we would like free samples oh, isn't of the mattress. Nice? So yeah. If Maybe. you want to redo your guest room, let me know. because they. <laughs> Maybe we get Jaguar as an ad for yeah. Jaguar Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you're speaking, listening, Land Rover. <laughs> the, the radio, the, the early days of radio reminds me of how there's so much less pressure 
there was less pressure in the early days of radio. There was less pressure in the early days of television. Things just sort of happened and sprang up on their own so in an improvisatory way. And when I started to do television interviews you know, 30 or 40 years ago, people interviewing me, if I was on The Tonight Show, it was so highly produced. What you had was careful attention to everything. Johnny, Johnny will ask you this, and this is what you'll answer. It was unbelievable. Whereas I'd go on a, a less popular show, and it would just be a conversation, and it would be a little more entertaining, or at least easier for me. Yeah, this conversation reminds me of when we when we actually talk to the guests and we start to book them, and we'll get notes back from the talent booker or, the, or their executive assistant saying, "Well, what do you what do you want to know? What kind of questions are you going to ask?" And they they come they they're very worried in their emails and, and calls to us and saying, "Well, well, you know, what what do we have to prep for? What do you need? What do you need?" I'm like, "We're good. It's all right. It's okay. We don't need anything." And they're like, "Are you sure?" That, yeah, really, just come really in sure? and have a nice conversation. Yeah. And then in, in a conversation, things come up that nobody expected, including the person talking. And that's really nice. You know, somebody we haven't talked to yet is our tech guru. Every week we mention our tech guru, Alison Costin. Alison is our tech guru. Because and she's sitting behind the uh, recorder's recording device, even as we speak, twiddling the knobs and making sure we all sound good. Right, right. Allison, when we're on location, Allison is in charge of recording. And you got your technological technique in the Navy, right? How long were you in the Navy? I did. I was in the Navy for six years. And did you teach electronics or something? What were you teaching? Yeah, for a period of time, I um, was teaching how to use some of our radio equipment. Well, see, that's why Allison has been so valuable. The reason she's called our tech guru is that she's the one who figured out how to use the microphone. We, we bought this fancy new microphone, and we didn't know how to plug it in and turn it on. Someone had to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go to sea when you were in the Navy? I did. I um, went to sea with two different ships, and I went on one deployment. And what do you do all day on the ship? I mean, you don't swab the deck, right? That's the old days. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, we swab the deck every day. Get out. Yeah, so every morning you start with cleaning stations and um, everyone on the ship has their assigned area that they have to clean for 30 minutes. So I'm telling you, these hallways look really good. I have a deck and uh, uh, we live a little bit by the water in the country and I often swab the deck. Well, the last time I did it was five years ago. So <laughs> I wouldn't say often. <laughs> well, the, the, Allison is really serious about being our tech guru. Most of the time we've been doing this conversation, she's been reading the manual, which <laughs> scares me a little bit. <laughs> oh, but be fair, be fair. It was only because we were trying to do a three or four-way conversation. That's true. It's the first not, time you've done that, not right? What we normally do. That's true, yeah. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. 
Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Much of our conversation was about plannings for season two and for season three. Now, season two drops on November 13th, and Alan's guests include people like Michael J. Fox, Sheila Evans, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And we also have an exclusive, what you might call a cast episode. Now, I'm sworn to secrecy, um, but I think you're going to want to listen to this one. Anyway, we also shared some of our favorite moments from our first season. Well, I think something that we've discovered is that the theme that we've chosen relating and communicating for the series is something that plays itself out in almost an infinite variety of ways. Uh, maybe it's not surprising that they emerge seeing as you're the host. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that sticks in my mind is from the first show with uh, Sarah Silverman. She had such wonderful, heartfelt and uh, interesting stories to tell about communicating with people she didn't agree with. And then at one point, I sort of caught her out, gently, slightly putting down somebody she didn't agree with. And she, at that moment was so touching to me. She said, oh my God, I'm not living it, am I? I was, I was so impressed by that, that she, she didn't try to gloss over it. Right on the microphone, she she had, she said she corrected herself, corrected her thinking. Maybe we can listen to that now. We'll just replay it. Oh, good. Mental health is just—it's so important, and it's—it's it's another thing that I think the people in power are, don't w- want to invest in because that their base is. Um, Ugh, I don't know, I'm going to get in trouble. But I mean, you know, they want people uneducated. They want people with uncared for mental issues, you know. And mental issues are all of us. Like, it has to start from But not all people school. who don't agree with the liberal agenda want people who are uneducated. You're right. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I do think at the highest level. I mean, the, when we say they, it makes it easy. You're right. And it makes it easy to be resisted. Because, You're right. Us. I mean, it's what you were just telling me. I know, but I wasn't yeah. living it, was I? Sarah, do you remember anything in particular that, that struck you, that changed you in any way when you heard it? I think when we interviewed Kate Bowler, um, I wasn't expecting it to be as powerful an interview as it really was. And it was it was surprisingly just hysterically funny the way you two um, were able to talk with one another and how open she was. Um, you know, the, the topic was really weighty because she's she's got stage four cancer and, 
at any moment, you know, the next day could be I her know, last. And I know, and I, I wonder if people who hear about what that episode is about, that it includes a conversation with somebody with stage four cancer, if they're afraid they're going to be depressed listening to it. And the amazing thing is that Kate Bowler is such a remarkable person. She's not faking her attitude. She has a very up, outgoing apparently happy attitude. Yeah, you're inspired by her the whole time it's you listen amazing. to it. It's amazing. Yeah. Let me pl- can I play a clip or two from that? Yeah, I'd love to uh, hear there that. Was a, a, just to show the first point that, that her her spirit uh, how vibrant that is. Uh, there's a moment when she first finds out that she might be eligible for a clinical trial and she has a call from uh, she has a call from the hospital the doctor said to tell you that you have the magic cancer and you'd know what that is, which is what I called that 3% chance. And so I like jump up and down and screamed. And I was like, I have the magic cancer. I have the magic cancer. Which <laughs> that's, like, that's like the Larry David thing. You have the good cancer or the bad cancer. You know? I definitely had the good kind. Because yeah. then I could enter that clinical trial. So that's an example of how, you know, how spirited she can be. But then she has this really powerful moment about what it's like to be living on the, the brink of knowing, not knowing whether you're going to live and live or die. It's just a couple of paragraphs. I just like to, to play those as well. It just shows you the contrast that she has in, in that conversation that you had with her and also the enormous impact that I think it could have on a lot of people. So let's play this. The second I got sick, I started to think of my mental processes as double brain. Like one part of my brain is like exactly the way I was before, where I always imagine everything's going to work out and I'm making plans to, you know, run a marathon or Mm. at least try 5K again. And then the other part of my brain is always making plans that I will come to the end of myself and that I will have to be making plans for a life for my family beyond me. Mm. And they're always running concurrently, which is exhausting. It's like I've got two decision trees to make for any major decision. And the one that pictures life without me, I never think of myself. I only know how to press this despair into hope for my family. Yeah. And so you just, any plans you make is like emotional triage. You like cut off all the Mm -hmm. terrible parts of that fear. And then you transform them into beautiful ideas for other people. And so weirdly, picturing death can only feel like love for someone else. One of my my favorite behind-the-scenes moments um, occurred with the Isabella Rossellini podcast. And it was because you uh, you and Isabella were were in the studio recording, and um, the tech guru and I were in the the main part of the studio, so we could hear what was going on. And we were we were sort of, you know, you were you were chatting away, and it was the very beginning, and we didn't pay attention to when you started the actual podcast recording. And and Allison was on her phone, kind of checking her email and looking around, and all of a sudden she looks up at me and she says, "Wait a minute." Are they talking about bug sex? <laughs> and it's it's one of the better intros to one of to the podcast because it it it's it's bizarre and it's funny and it draws you in right away. And she's so just remarkable to talk with. She's she, amazing, isn't she? I mean, she she's had such a, a 
extensive career and, and, and is, a, is such a talented actress, a career as a model and an actress, and certainly goes against the stereotype we have of models and actors as well, that uh, they're interested in themselves and that's about it because she has a master's degree in animal, what is it, animal behavior? Animal behavior. And she strikes me as a bit of a polymath, too, because she can kind of go back and forth between so many different disciplines with, with a great deal of ease and, and a lot of intellectual curiosity about it. Yeah, she certainly has yeah. that. Yeah, it was, we learned a lot from listening to, from, not just about Isabella, which was great, but also about animals. There's this lovely moment where um, right after the break, you ask this question. Now, what about all these chickens? You, you, <laughs> you, have, you have, how many chickens do you think? I have about 100 chickens. And do you get close to any one of them? So the, the biggest surprise that I've had is that they have personalities. Of course, I can see the extreme personalities, not the personalities in between. I can see the one that is very bold, that is the first one to always run to me, to even, if I sit, fly on my lap. And then I see the very flighty one, the one that I can never catch. Do you name them? I have a hundred of them. So the one that are very, they have distinct personality, like the boldest and the shyest one, they have names. One is called Red, the other one is called Speedy, because she always runs <laughs> off. Uh, but the one in between, where I'm sure there is personalities, but I can't really detect them, um, they don't have a name. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, we had a ranch, and, and I would milk the cows and feed the pigs and feed the chickens. And it never occurred to me that the chickens had personalities. The pigs had personalities. Oh, they did? Yeah, I didn't really care for the personality. One of them bit me. <laughs> he didn't mean to. I was feeding him straw, and he bit my little finger. I still have a scar on my little finger. A pig scar. That's pretty yes. unique. Would, would, would you like to see it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see it. Forget it. It's okay. too personal. You don't want All to right. see those people. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, there were lots of lovely moments, but one of them, one of my favorites, is when you were talking to Letty Pogrebin about um, what you can do for somebody who is seriously ill, what would be helpful to them. And um, here's what she said. I needed somebody to say to me, you've just come back from this diagnosis. You're facing six weeks of radiation. And if someone had said, what do you want? I would have said lamb chops. <laughs> no, I truly would have said, please bring me... Long rib lamb chops and brownies. It's my favorite food. <laughs> and maybe pesto. <laughs> because you, you eat them all at the same time? And that would be my perfect meal. Letty also had my favorite answer to uh, one of the seven questions, which is how do you stop a compulsive talker? Do you want to play it? Yeah, I can play that. By turning your back on them and walking away. <laughs> okay. That's the, or else by saying, you know, you have spinach in your teeth. Uh, does that work? And they seem to want to go to the bathroom right away. <laughs> <laughs> As our regular listeners know, at the end of every episode of Clear and Vivid, Alan asks his guests seven quick questions, each of which relates in some way to communicating. So Graham and I thought it would be fun to turn the tables and ask Alan his seven questions. Okay, question number one. 
What do you wish you really understood? I, I, I wish I understood why people make war with one another and what we could do about that. What do you wish other people understood about you? I guess if you think of the whole rest of the people I don't know, the people I know already know me pretty well. The ones I don't know know me in a stereotypical way. So they think that I'm either Mr. Nice Guy or I'm Mr. Villain, depending on which part they saw me in last. What do you think most people think of you? Uh, they seem to think I'm Mr. Nice Guy. And are they wrong? Well, I actually aspire to that, but that doesn't mean I accomplish it. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What's the strangest question someone has ever asked you? Uh, th th this is just occurring to me. I was on vacation once, and a little boy came up to me. I think he was maybe four, about four years old. And he looked up at me for a long, long time, and he finally said, How did you get out of the television? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did you have a response? Uh, I don't remember what I said. I, I, don't, I don't know. I smashed the screen. People often say to me, you're taller th than you look on television. And I have a response <laughs> to that. I say, get a bigger set. <laughs> so you see, I'm not Mr. Nice Guy. I can be snarky. <laughs> <laughs> How do you stop a compulsive talker? I try, to ch I try to listen to what they're saying and listen to what's underneath what they're saying and try to get them to talk about that because that's something that they maybe haven't thought about and are willing to be reflective about it. But I try to use something they're saying to get into the conversation with them, to get it to be a two-way street. With some people, it's almost impossible. So it sounds like you're prolonging the conversation. But well, prolonging the conversation is better than being the victim of it, I think. Is there anyone you just can't feel empathy for? No, I get into a certain amount of trouble with Arlene about this because I'm always seeing why people are saying things. It doesn't mean I agree with them at all. But I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the back of somebody's head that makes them say sometimes really terrible things or lies or misleading statements, deliberately misleading, leaving out the important part. And that, that interests me a lot. What, why do they do it? How do they do it? How do they live, live with that? That kind of thing. So uh, I, in a way, I'm I so you still feel empathy for them? Yeah, but as long as we understand what I mean by empathy. By empathy, I oh, don't mean... Oh, that's a long conversation yeah, right there. But, I mean, I mean, if I say there's nobody I don't feel empathy for, that sounds like I'm, I commiserate with everybody or I feel um, compassion for everybody. Not necessarily. There are people I could very easily do without. But uh, I try to understand what's going on in their head because I think that's helpful to all of us. I think. Question number six. How do you like to deliver bad news in person, on the phone, or by carrier pigeon? Well, whoever made that question up, which was me, didn't include by email. I think I, 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 like, I like email because you can write out and change what you have to say. 
Oh, well, we'll have to add that as a option then in the future, right? Well, I don't know. He's not speaking to me, the guy who wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, what, if anything, would make you end a friendship? Somebody who was not good to children. That would make me crazy. And I just wouldn't know how to relate to that person. I mean, they're they're the essence of innocence and life and beauty. How How can you mistreat them? Okay, I think we need now to have a big finish. Ta-da. <laughs> well, that's your job. <laughs> I usually dribble off at the end. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and there we are. Yeah. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.